So just like the Mad Monkey Kung Fu episode, uh, My Young Auntie and The Lady is the Boss, these were recorded before the Lao Card Long project. Um, I had the idea. So they are being attached as sort of bonus episodes, just kind of reviewing these two individual films. Um, so please do enjoy and let me know what you think. going to be talking about two big Shaw Brothers films by Lau Kar Long. The first one is My Young Auntie. Second one is Lady is the Boss. My Young Auntie came out in 1981. Uh, the Lady is the Boss 1983. And it's this kind of incredible run of films that Lau Kar Long basically created within a span of 10 years, pretty much all for Shaw Brothers, or I think entirely for Shaw Brothers. Um, and they're right kind of smack dab in the middle. Uh, Shaw Brothers at this time was kind of on the decline. Um, so it's interesting to see uh, see kind of what uh, what uh, Lau Kar Long comes up with here. And I think both are definitely well worth a watch. Um, I will be spoiling these, talking a little bit about my history with them, kind of giving a general um, review of them. But I will be spoiling, spoiling both the films or at least not worrying about saying spoilers. Okay, so first up is My Young Auntie. That one came out in 1981. So quickly, here is a short synopsis uh, from Letterboxd. Chung, a beautiful martial arts ace, battles to keep her inheritance from the youth ruthless Yunwei, but her efforts are sabotaged by Yu Tao, her wayward and irrepressible great-nephew. Following a frenzy of spectacular comic mishaps, the hapless duo are set up and imprisoned, and the deeds to Chung's estate are stolen. She's held hostage after a doomed attempt to reclaim the papers from Yu Wei's place, and the stage is set to a savage fight to the death. Um, I'm just going to go out and write say it. I think this uh, synopsis sounds a lot more serious than the film is. Um, I think if I were to quickly sum up um, this film, I think this film is very, very appealing to martial arts fans, but it's definitely kind of a lighter affair. This is one that you should feel comfortable showing to younger people. Uh, there's not a ton of deaths or intestines or things like that. In that sense, it's very much kind of the polar opposite of a Chang Che film, uh, but it does have a lot of great martial arts and in kind of research um, and listening to other people's opinions on this film. A lot of people have compared it with kind of screwball comedies of kind of the Hollywood 1930s, 40s, 50s, or just kind of golden era uh, Hollywood films that are much older and um, kind of just don't take themselves too seriously and have kind of a slight comic touch to that, even if it's maybe not a straight comedy. Uh, this one, I would definitely say, kind of falls into that martial arts comedy thing, but it, it is quite different from uh, things that, like, the Seven Little Fortunes were doing at the time, so, like, Snake and Eagle Shadow, The Drunken Master, or any of those uh, wonderful Sammo Hung films. Um, my history with this film is I, I did see this film, I believe, in 2009 originally, and I did like it then, and I've just come back to revisit it. Uh, I think a lot of people have been watching this film more recently as Shaw, Shaw uh, Arrow released the Shaw Scope Volume 2 that featured this film as well as a bunch of different Lau Karlong films. And I think this is absolutely a worthy inclusion in there, and I do think it stands out a bit um, as... Um, uh, they stand out as far as the Shaw Brothers films go uh, in the sense that they are about these things that I don't think a lot of Shaw Brothers was talking about, kind of like the cultural um, culture clashes basically going on. Um, and they have a feel to them that is quite different from anything else. And I think it, they also stand out from kind of like the earlier martial arts films that had uh, women leads, so things like Come Drink With Me with Chung Pei Pei. I think if you look at the specific era of Shaw Brothers, having women as the kind of exclusive lead of kind of like these uh, these martial arts dramas had really fallen um, kind of out of style. And you 
you know, like a lot of genre cinema, Hong Kong is very much kind of a copycat industry. So what works, if something works and is a big hit, you're going to get a bunch of different films that are sort of um, different imitations of there or at least somewhat inspired by uh, kind of what you saw there. So kind of Snake in the Eagle Shadow and Drunken Master in 1978, the Jackie Chan, Yunu Ping films, those kind of did spawn uh, that new wave of... Uh, kind of uh, uh, martial arts comedies that are still set in the past largely, but um, have uh, are, are less kind of serious than uh, the Chong Che films. And one thing I did in preparation for this film is just kind of look at the box office receipts for some of the films. And one thing that I did not realize is that Chong Che really was going out of style. And it's no surprise that Shaw Brothers uh, did not renew his contract again. Um, when uh, after he completed kind of like the last cycle of the Venom's films, like his films were not doing particularly well at the box office. Um, on the other hand, even though Lao Kar Long, you could say, is also kind of comes from a very old fashioned, more conservative kind of lineage of these period martial arts films, his films were doing pretty well. And this film was one of those. This film grossed 3.3 million Hong Kong dollars uh, at the box office. Um, and it also won uh, Carol Way, a well-deserved uh, Best Actress in the Hong Kong Film Awards, which was actually the inaugural Hong Kong Film Awards. Um, and she's actually gone on to have probably the best kind of uh, post-Shaw Brothers career of any of the uh, Lao Kar Long uh, gang. So people like Gordon Liu, uh, Ho Xiao, um, and even Lao Kar Long himself. Um, I think generally speaking, this is sort of regarded as a mid-level Lao Kar Long film. Uh, I guess that's about right. For me, at least, Lao Kar Long is one of like the most consistent uh, directors. He has so many films that I find to be very good, um, and a couple that really stand out as being absolutely excellent. For me, those are things like Eight Diagram, Pole Fighter, and uh, Dirty Huh. Uh, those are my personal favorites. I, I think, depending on who you ask, that those two could vary, and I, I do think this could be some people's uh, favorite film. Uh, this and My Young Auntie, or this and, I'm sorry, The Lady is the Boss are probably the only two uh, that have um, kind of a, a straight female lead to it. Okay, so this review is from Slig001 on, uh, on uh, Letterboxd. A madcap, action-packed kung fu comedy from Lao Kar Lung focusing on a family rivalry over inherited in inheritance. The beautiful Kara Hui takes lead as a newly married young wife of a dying man, now tasked with keeping his assets out of the hands of the gangster third uncle, Wang Long Wei, playing the bad guy as usual. <laughs> My young auntie is a real good blending of comedy and action. There are numerous comedic sets, pieces in the first half, mainly focused on various, various characters leering over Kara Hui or wordplay stemming from the differences between Chinese and English, a concept brought to the film by Xiao Ho's trendy grandnephew. There's definitely cultural themes, whole sequences involving Western dress and characters as well of focus on age. The film celebrates the young and new ideas while also pushing a message of respect for one's elders. There's plenty of kung fu intermingled within the plot, and of course it leads to a big grand spectacle at the end. The fight choreography is absolutely top-notch, with director Lao Kar Long himself showcasing the best moves in the final showdown. It's rather long at two hours, but maintains a steady pace and is good fun for the full runtime. Um, I think that's a great review. I agree with just about all of that. Um, but going to uh, kind of talk more through some of these specific points that I have uh, in my notes here. So let's see. So Lao Kar Long, uh, so this is really smack dab in the middle of his Shaw Brothers career. He kind of got to start uh, in the mid-70s, I think 1975-1976. Um, but uh, within just a span of a few years, from like 79 uh, up through this film, he did uh, Dirty Hood, Mad Monkey Kung Fu, Return to the 36 Chambers, Marshall Club. 
um, as well as Legendary Weapons of China. Uh, those last couple came after this film. Uh, one thing that um, I'm going to note personally, uh, that has been kind of one of my personal experiences with Lao Kar Long, is when I was first getting into these films 14 or 15 years uh, ago, he absolutely ruined uh, kind of like modern fights and things like that. If you remember uh, kind of like in the late 2000s, the Bourne identity, kind of very shaky camera, camera work was in. And Lao Kar Long is almost the absolute opposite. Sometimes in these Hong Kong films, you'll see undercranking where basically the action is sped up. And I think in a lot of ways that hasn't aged well. Lao Kar Long rarely uses those tactics and you won't see those here. He's also known for kind of having these longer takes where you're, uh, where the different performers, the actors slash martial artists, because a lot of these people are the real deal here, uh, needed to memorize 50 or 60 moves at a time. And you can really notice uh, in these films, even compared to other Shaw Brother films at the time, how he kind of just does these longer shots where you can really see them breathe. And in that sense, it's very much kind of like uh, these Hollywood uh, musicals, some of the classic ones, where you do need to have that camera further back so you can just see the performers perform. And it really does showcase kind of the body movements and the way that people uh, go. And I, I think for kind of this style of choreography, uh, Lao Kar Long, as far as I'm concerned, is still absolutely uh, number one as kind of these uh, old school. I mean, I think different uh, choreographers and things that happen later will bring kind of different rhythms and things like that to them. I absolutely love this old school choreography, and I found it very difficult to get into modern action films or even stuff that came much later in Hong Kong. So things like Once Upon a Time in China and that kind of style of choreography, I found it very difficult to enjoy those um, after kind of getting my basics here. Since then, I've, I have sort of revised my opinions and I am more open to different choreography, but I absolutely do love this kind of very old school style where you get a very good look at people's bodies moving and things like that. And even though I'm obviously not a martial artist, I, I do really uh, kind of enjoy those parts of that. And I think those are things that I definitely enjoyed the first time uh, coming around and uh, absolutely the second time around too. In fact, these are probably, uh, especially My Young Auntie, I think is a film that I hope to eventually talk about with uh, Inyaki when we are recording more podcasts in the future. Um, so yeah, that's just a little bit about the choreography. <laughs> Another interesting thing that happens in both films is he sort of uh, hands off the film to himself in the conclusion. Uh, he, he, his characters often kind of like are seem like they're more minor characters in both My Young Auntie and The Lady is the Boss. And then they come back fighting uh, like all hell in the conclusion. And it does seem a little silly and perhaps egotistical to have a uh, ha have these films going on with kind of your young female protagonist and then hand it off to uh, basically this 50-year-old uh, or 50 or, or nearly 50-year-old uh, Lao Kar Lung uh, that's like a 5'5 Chinese man uh, to fight uh, the villains at the end. But you know what? The man is a great martial artist too, and he is joy to watch. So I, as much as that kind of sounds uh, bad on paper, I think uh, I love watching him, and so uh, I I absolutely forgive him uh, for that. And like seeing him perform, and both of these vil uh, films actually have uh, Wang Long Wai, the same villain in them, who is kind of your classic Shaw Brothers villain. Um, uh, you know, they're, they're, it's just nice to watch them uh, fight. I mean, Wang Long Wai is a much larger man and a bigger presence. So seeing uh, Lao Kar Long fight him um, is, you know, it, they have great fight chemistry together and they perform very, very well together. So really, really enjoy those things. Um, and I think in general, uh, one thing that, you know, kind of going through Lao Kar Long's filmography and rewatching films is the man knows how to conclude a finishing fight. I think very rarely in his films 
are the finishing fights uh, anything but the best of the film. And that says something because he is a great choreographer from kind of start to finish. Um, and this film, uh, or both of these films, are no exception. I think the final fights are the best, even though they do kind of uh, unfortunately sideline the Kerahui character, who is largely carrying the film uh, kind of the rest of the way. Uh, nonetheless, I think you can absolutely appreciate both of those things. Um, another thing, um, too, that I've noted is uh, he really likes these simple stories, um, and he does have kind of this interest, at least in a couple of his films that I've noted, into kind of cultural politics, and he doesn't really approach it with a heavy hand, which is something I really appreciate. It doesn't come across as like a bold agenda film. Um, these two films are definitely kind of fit into that mold of focusing on cultural politics. Another one that I'll mention that is also very good, um, uh, and another one with basically no body count to it, is Heroes of the East, which is about kind of Chinese versus Japanese martial arts. And if you know anything about Hong Kong cinema or Chinese cinema in, in general, is that um, it is not short of any um, anti-Japanese sentiment. Uh, they are very much kind of like the very easy villains, uh, perhaps a bit like Nazis in, if you're making a film uh, in a certain era of uh, American films. Uh, but I would say even more so. Um, the Japanese are just very, very easy villains. Uh, if you see them there, they're, they're often cast as that. And that trend continues to this day. I think if anything, it's gotten even more extreme uh, in some ways uh, since uh, kind of the handover in 1997. Um, but e even in that film, I don't think he's like heavy Japanese uh, sentiment. In fact, it'd probably be one of the most friendly Shaw Brothers films to the Japanese at that time. Uh, in a time when uh, Japan bashing was absolutely in, um, including Shaw Brothers, Bruce Lee films, etc., etc. Um, and I think if you also look at the different Shaw Brothers films going on during this time, uh, these films also really do stand out. As I mentioned a little bit earlier, there's no body count to these films. These films have a lightness to them. Um, they don't feel overly heavy. One could describe them as uh, <clears throat> lower stakes than perhaps some of the other uh, films that are coming out. Uh, another way you could say is they're fairly simple. Um, that being said, they're not necessarily short. My Young Auntie is two hours, which is quite long for a Shaw Brothers film. In general, those films tend to come in at uh, right around 90 minutes. Um, but if you look and compare to people like uh, Choi Yuan, who is adapting very, very complicated Chinese novels at the time, and personally, I don't care for a lot of those Choi Yuan films that come, that just tend to be very, very complicated. Um, I, I love Intimate Confessions of a Chinese Courtesan, but kind of this later period, Choi Yuan, when he's directing films in the late 70s and early 80s, uh, those those are just very, very convoluted films that pack a ton of material into uh, a fairly short runtime. Or Chang Che, who is, uh, loves his body count, and he loves his men, and he loves his brotherhood and things like that. Uh, these films obviously don't focus so much on brotherhood at all, uh, having a female as the lead. Um, but they still do. Um, so so I, I think that is um, kind of another interesting contrast that uh, I draw between kind of Lao Kar Long of this period versus uh, a couple of the other directors, uh, the main Shaw Brothers directors at the time, too. Um, okay, <clears throat> so yeah, let's get into uh, Kara Hui, too. Uh, she is definitely a big part of uh, kind of this period of Lao Kar Long. She appears in almost all of his films during this period. She was in Mad Monkey Kung Fu. Um, she was actually discovered by Chang Che, but I think quickly moved over uh, to Lao Kar Long. I believe they dated at some point um, as well. 
Um, and she's just really, really wonderful in this role. She has a ton of charisma. Uh, she's absolutely kind of carries herself like a movie star. Um, and she's had a really nice career. I mean, she kind of started out as uh, on a bang with films like this. Definitely was kind of like one of the main Shaw Brothers stars, especially moving into the 80s. And, um, <clears throat> and, and then I think her career kind of petered off uh, for a little bit. But she's kind of had a bit of a career renaissance, so much so that she's won a couple of Best Actress Awards uh, at the Hong Kong Film Awards fairly recently, I think as recently as a year or two ago, including a Best Supporting Actress as well. So she really um, has, uh, you know, shined and continues to shine in Hong Kong or Chinese language cinema uh, just in general. So, uh, but in these early Lao Karlong films that I think are, I haven't seen a lot of her more recent work, but... Uh, I, I do think they are probably pretty different from uh, the films that she's making now um, as a 60-year-old woman. Um, they really do showcase how well she moves. Um, I, I think she first started with Shaw Brothers and then Lau Kar Long started to teach her. I think in Carol Hui's own, own words, she uh, <clears throat> he saw her as someone that he could mold and teach uh, the martial arts to. And, uh, you know, Lao Kar Long is someone that's very focused on the authenticity of martial arts, and I think you see that here. And she's able to do kind of those complex maneuvers, um, including like 50 or 60 moves, and she moves with a great agility and grace. And listening to a couple podcasts um, about these films before, I, some people for some reason did not care for her um, or did not think her martial arts was quite up to snuff, but I have to disagree. I think she's really, really wonderful in this film. I think all the performers are absolutely great. So uh, I, I think, um, you know, I've talked about a lot about Lao Kar Long, but this is just as much a Kara Hui movie. Um, I just wanted to kind of like properly contextualize the film in terms of like his interests as well. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, th let's see, what else do I have? Um, I think compared to The Lady is the Boss, this film feels just bigger. It's longer. It has an extra 30 minutes to it. I think some of the set pieces are a little more tightly constructed and designed. You do have to wait a bit. Uh, so if you do come into this uh, film expecting kind of like a balls-to-the-wall martial arts film, this is not that film. It takes its time getting to things. I think it largely works. There's some great comedy that comes in here. Most of the comedy comes in kind of on that central theme that I'm talking about, kind of the cultural politics at the time. Uh, it's really interesting uh, to watch, and I do recommend people watch this in uh, Cantonese. Uh, there is kind of English that gets integrated into the speech often, uh, which is something that's still very common in Hong Kong, and kind of they have their own specific way that they speak. So in some ways, it's a little anachronistic and more specific to kind of um, what you might see uh, in uh, kind of like the current Hong Kong in like the 80s. But uh, in other ways, I, I think it still holds up. And it's also interesting to see what is old and what is new in these films. In this film, old is kind of like this rural uh, China and uh, the new is actually Hong Kong. But in The Ladies' Boss, it's kind of reversed where America is new and, uh, and, uh, and um, Hong Kong is old. Um, one thing that I neglected to mention, too, is that uh, in uh, Tony Raines, in one of the commentaries that he gave for this film, uh, did mention that he thinks this is one of, that Lau Kar Long's, one of Lau Kar Long's pet projects. He has a writing credit for it, notably. Um, and also, uh, he speculates that uh, Return to the 36 Chambers was something that Lau Kar Long didn't really want to do. And so he basically kind of made a deal with Shaw Brothers where it's like, okay, I'll do this one. In exchange, uh, I can do my own project here, um, and that that does make a lot of sense, just in the way that uh, my young auntie does stand out a lot in terms of Lao Kar Long projects too. Um, 
so let's see what else. Uh, yeah, there's some a really funny bit with uh, a Bible that Xiao Ho's character, who plays kind of this uh, the Lao Karlong son here, uh, uses to shield his butt from kind of like the more corporal punishment uh, that um, basically Kara Hui uh, uh, tells uh, Lao Karlong to give him. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, um, so yeah, it, this is really uh, just quite a good film. also want to mention uh, probably the second most screen time on here goes to Xiao Ho, uh, who was the star of Mad Monkey Kung Fu. I do think, I do get why people don't like him. He kind of ha does have this like annoying boyish energy to him. But the man is also an incredible performer here. And it's really too bad he didn't have much of a career outside of kind of these Lao Kar Long films. He does appear in kind of like bit parts in some later films like Eastern Condors. But he really is um, an amazing athlete. Uh, there's a thing that we, uh, in, in basketball, if you're watching the game, if you're a fan of it, that's like the second jump, which is basically like you jump off the air, and if you can jump a second time, you're more likely to get the ball, the rebound, something like that. And Xiao Ho in these films has an incredibly fast second jump. He's just really, really explosive in the way he just leaps off of the floor. And so uh, he's just a great athlete. So I really, really enjoy watching him uh, for his martial arts. And I do think he has good comedic timing with both uh, Lao Karan Long and Kara Hui here. Uh, just kind of playing this uh, troublesome uh, kid. And uh, the more I watch of Lao Karan Long, the more I realize that he's almost just as central to kind of his whole filmography as someone like Gordon Liu. I think Gordon Liu just happened to be in uh, one, perhaps uh, Lao Karan Long's most famous film, um, the, uh, the 36th Chamber of Shaolin. <clears throat> and last thing I'm going to note here, um, or uh, last kind of uh, character bit here, is Wang Long Wai. Uh, there's something to be said for casting like a very, very familiar actor in these roles here. He's a villain, and he doesn't need a lot of screen time. People know him. He's Wing Long Wai. I think he's one of the most recognizable kind of Shaw Brothers actors. Almost always plays the villain. So if you wanted to be like, oh, okay, here's the third uncle of the villain, you don't need to... The, the the you don't need to demonstrate anything about him you can just show him and be like oh okay that makes sense it's this guy um <clears throat> so absolutely typecast into these roles but if you want someone that a knows martial arts and can uh, tango with Lao Kar Long and uh basically doesn't need a lot of screen time in order to be a villain I think you you can you can't do much better uh in Shaw Brothers at this time um, yeah, so a couple quick scene highlights here. Uh, there, there's a dance scene. Um, again, so this is one of those films that sort of um, straddles that line between kind of dancing and martial arts, uh, where we get some great sword action, some Western and Chinese sword action here. And uh, the conclusion, I think, again, is kind of the amazing set piece that closes, uh, is absolutely the best fight scene in the film, uh, where we kind of get to see Lao Karan Long himself spring into action. Oh yeah, one last thing. Uh, the training sequence uh, where we have the uncles there is a great little bit. It's a bit of a subversion versus kind of your traditional training scene. If you think back to something like Snake and Eagle Shadow, you have kind of the old uh, grizzled uh, white hair master uh, treating uh, like the young upstart. But in this one, we have the youngest, uh, Kara Hui here, who is playing uh, the auntie uh, that is basically kind of teaching these uh, old gentlemen, uh, kind of putting them through this rigorous training exercise. Uh, double feature, I think the double feature is right here. I think this episode is the double feature. Uh, My Young Auntie, followed by uh, The Lady is the Boss. Uh, and who won? Kara Hui, rating 7.5. Absolutely. Um, I, I guess it does come in as mid-level Lao Karan Long, but mid-level Lao Karan Long is fantastic. So uh, this comes with a very, very strong 
uh, recommendation here. Okay, so let us move over to the lady is the boss and shift gears. Okay, here is our letterbox synopsis. Wang Sha Yuan is an old-fashioned martial arts master who's so behind the times that he'd rather his school be destroyed than change its ways. He may get his wish thanks to the young, beautiful, intelligent Chan Mei Ling, who arrives from the States to open a new branch of the school. Armed with an unfamiliar, modern way of thinking, Mei Ling goes about recruiting new students in strange and sometimes questionably legal ways. Yuan is furious, but when the local tribes enter the feature picture, the two put their differences aside to take back the neighborhood. Um, that's an okay one, I suppose. Um, so again, my history of this film is I watched this right around the same time as my young auntie. Interestingly, I actually like this film more, uh, the first time around. Um, I think a lot of that had to do with the runtime. Um, I, and I think that's the main advantage this one does have over my young auntie. My young auntie in general just feels much bigger, uh, than this film. Uh, and I think has higher highs, uh, but d isn't, is a little more bloated. I do think there's probably a couple things you could take out from my young auntie to reduce the runtime by, I don't know, 10 or 15 minutes. Um, whereas this film's a little tighter, uh, it's a little messier and sloppier at points, um, but it's also a lot of fun. It has a lot of the same appeal uh, to this. Again, it's sort of like a light cultural comedy. You're not going to get a body count in this film. Uh, I think the main difference between those two films, um, other than kind of Kara Hui and Lau Kar Lung playing slightly different characters, is you are in a modern setting in the 1980s. And this is the first Lau Kar Lung film um, that is kind of set in present day. He would go on to direct a couple more that are set in present day, probably most notably Tiger on the Beat, which is absolutely worth checking out, um, but is a, a very different beast than kind of the Shaw Brothers films. This film, as a result of kind of the contemporary setting, means it's also removed from the Shaw set. So if you want something that feels a little more like Shaw Brothers, then My Young Auntie is definitely the go-to. Lady is the Boss is kind of your contemporary setting, which uh, but has many of the same key players here. So if you're going to get some comedy out of seeing like Gordon Liu uh, and like Mad Monkey Kung Fu, Xiao Ho or Wang Yue uh, go into like the disco and, and dance off, uh, then this film, uh, you know, <laughs> it's worth watching in that sense. Interestingly, this film grossed even more than My Young Auntie. It grossed 5 million Hong Kong dollars. Oddly enough, it does seem to be lesser seen. Perhaps some of that is because Arrow uh, did put out uh, My Young Auntie as opposed to The Lady is the Boss. Uh, so uh, it, it only had something like 300 to 400 views on Letterboxd versus the 1,500 by My Young Auntie. So uh, I, but I think, um, I think it's a, a very similar level of film. Um, I kind of did talk about what I like better about it in terms of like the runtime um, and just being a little tighter. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, yeah, okay. So the I, I would say the TLDR of this is well, I, I kind of leave that. Okay, let's keep moving on. Uh, this review from Letterbox D from Carlo V. Fun as heck. Proof. Where else are you going to find Kara Hui do BMX Fu, Gordon Liu go clubbing, dressed like a German techno DJ, and Lau Kar Long dancing to disco music? <laughs> uh, that is spot on. Again, this film is very much kind of the cultural comedy here. You do have a little bit of the roles reversed here, where Kara Hui is playing basically the upstart from America. The interesting thing about My Young Auntie is, even though she is young, she is sort of playing like more of the uh, conservative 
background there. So she kind of represents the older values, um, whereas this one, she's reversed and she is uh, coming from America. I think it's worth noting too, that there is um, kind of this continuous American connection in Hong Kong films, perhaps most not notably someone like Bruce Lee, uh, who uh, spent time in both Seattle and San Francisco in terms of growing up and also appeared in Hollywood productions. Um, uh, and kind of, I, I think, maybe having some sort of martial arts presence over uh, here too. So again, there's a kind of this continual cultural connection there. Obviously, there's a ton of Chinese immigrants in America, uh, San Francisco. Uh, so uh, there is kind of that connection there. So it does make a lot of sense there. And again, sort of like I mentioned in My Young Auntie, here, America is new and Hong Kong is old, whereas Hong Kong is the new thing in My Young Auntie. Um, Lao Kar Long, even though this is just two years later, uh, had basically been just rattling off uh, other kind of martial arts classics. He did Martial Club, Legendary Weapons of China, Cat vs. Rat in the meantime, and he went on to follow this up with my favorite Lao Kar Long movie, A Diagram Pulled Fire, Fighter. Um, yeah, and uh, uh, again, this film is a very unusual Shaw Brothers film. I would say these are both kind of like one of ones in the Shaw Brothers catalog. Um, and uh, his sort of consistency, I think you can sort of chalk it up to partly the Shaw Brothers system, as well as just a very, very talented man here. Um, and here he plays a much more conservative character. He plays the stern master who conflicts with Kara Hui. In My Young Auntie, a lot of the cultural conflict that was taking place actually happened between Xiao Ho's character and Kara Hui. Here, it's more with Lao Kar Long and Kara Hui. Xiao Ho is in the cast, but he's much more of a secondary role here. Um, I would also say this is a little bit of a weaker showcase for Kara Hui, but she does get to kind of do different things. Here, she's the one that's kind of up-to-date and proficient in culture. Um, I will say that one of the funnier bits I saw is the shameless promoting that was mentioned up there in the letterbox sum summary. Um, there is at one point where there seems to be a car crash where uh, a lot of people died, and she basically starts to promote the martial arts by saying ah, their, their reaction time could have been improved, and we could make the streets safer by making everyone do martial arts. Um, so uh, absolutely shameless <laughs> in another film that would be uh, uh, pretty dark. Uh, but, you know, it, in this film, I, I was cracking up at it. Uh, we also do get a bit of child fighting that they're using to kind of promote the martial arts here. Uh, so apparently that's what uh, Lao Kan Long thought of American marketing at that time. Uh, and again, we do have some comedy here generated by kind of like going to English and things like that and the Lao Kan Long character being very confused. Um, this... So the supporting characters here, uh, I did listen to one podcast where they said they don't really stand out uh, so much, and I guess I do agree. Uh, that being said, if you are a Shaw Brothers fan, you're going to recognize uh, some of the faces here. You have a lot of the stars that appeared in a lot of Lau Kar Long's other films, and in fact, just about all of his other films. You're missing, I guess, just only Alexander Fusheng here, but you have Gordon Liu, you got Xiao Ho, you got Wang Hu here. There's even some uh, kind of references at the end uh, that uh, kind of like make reference to uh, Gordon Liu's Shaolin monk character, Santa, uh, and Xiao Ho's uh, Mad Monkey Kung Fu. I don't think you get a spiritual box reference uh, too bad, but th that's okay. Um, and again, this film is just a lot less serious. There was, is one moment here where we basically have these um, uh, club girls that are basically being taught Kung Fu by uh, kind of this, uh, the, uh, the Kara Hui's and Lao Kran Long's Kung Fu school. And so they end up using it on some of their more leery customers. 
um, and they do end up getting punished and there is some violence exerted against them. I think at the time, um, if we think about violence in women in cinema, this probably would have been treated, uh, thought of as a little more lightly. Now it comes off as very cruel and harsh. That's just one moment I'll note. I, I do think um, at, at this point, um, kind of in 2023, uh, it comes off um, as little um, tonal, is, there's a tonal imbalance there. Um, I, that I suspect was probably not there when this was shown to uh, audiences in 1983. So here it does come off as mean-spirited. But other than that moment, I'd say that this film is uh, fairly light and very, very easygoing. Um, yeah, so uh, again, I think the highlight of this film is the conclusion, which takes place in a gymnasium. So we have people jumping on trampolines, all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, and we have, again, uh, Wang Longwei versus... Lao Kar Huang. And again, it's a it's a fantastic fight. Um, and there there is no body count again. So uh, this is not one that is super serious. I, I think other than um, kind of more of the leery moments, this one is maybe very slightly sleazier. Uh, well, it is sleazier, I, I would say, than My Young Auntie. So if you're wanting to show a martial arts film to a younger relative or something like that, uh, I think My Young Auntie is definitely the pick here. Um, that being said, absolutely enjoyable film. Um, I, If I had to pick one film, I would probably pick My Young Auntie. Uh, even though I like these films very close to equally, I think there's a little more flab on My Young Auntie with the runtime, uh, but um, for the, uh, but uh, they're both very, very likable films. Uh, oh yeah, and last thing, I uh, wanted to mention the BMX bikes here. So this is something that you are not going to see from Lao Kar Long. Uh, that you wouldn't have guessed that he would put into a film. You have an actual BMX fight where Kara uh, Hui basically kind of raids and and um, uh, antagonizes the villains in this uh, with BMX bikes, which is something that's very much of the time period too. Uh, and uh, is fun too. And I wonder if that is a bit of a response to kind of like the stunts and things like that that are going on with kind of like the rise of Golden Harvest and an attempt to kind of keep uh, relevance there. So yeah, uh, absolutely recommend this film too. I think if you are a Shaw Brothers fan or a Lau Kar Lang fan, essential viewing. I think just about every Shaw Brothers film that Lau Kar Lang made is essential viewing if you're a fan of martial arts cinema. Um, who won? Uh, I'll give it to Kara Hui again. I, I think she uh, really does have a great presence here and it's too bad she didn't star as kind of like the main leading star in more martial arts films. Um, at the time, I would have loved to see her. Uh, she she kind of stars as kind of like the second or third lead or uh, kind of like a shared ensemble cast in a number of these films. But uh, I do think she really carries uh, the film well. She doesn't get quite as many uh, great fighting scenes here. You do see her fight a couple times in the clubs, things like that. Uh, so, so in that sense, I do think my young auntie is a better character. Okay, so nonetheless, I think she is very charming and wonderful uh, in these films. So I uh, want to shout her out again, uh, rating 7.5. Um, so yeah, that wraps up this. Uh, please do send us an email at zafilm2film at gmail.com. You can also tweet at us at zafilm2film. Thank you for listening. I'll see you all next time. Yeah.